pray that is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are not afraid. Glory to God. You have made us victorious ones. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost a while. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we'll do that, Lord. Thank you. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Praise God. Okay, I welcome every one of us tonight again to day number six. I know Pastor Shadi has welcomed us. I, I am now welcoming you in here personally. <laughs> Welcome your neighbor beside you and behind you. Glory to God. This is day number six. Wow, it's been getting gooder and gooder. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's been an awesome time. Wow, yesterday was wild. <laughs> there was fire everywhere. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Praise God. Amen. Please, let's welcome uh, uh, the pastor of the tribe. You are wondering, is Etel tribe? It's not Etel tribe. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Pastor and his, Pastor Toby and his wife, Maureen. Did I get the name right? Yes. Please, let's welcome them. Praise God. Our own brother Toby is now Pastor Toby, pastoring a church in Lekki Church. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate you. Amen. And tonight, are you ready? Are you ready? Many years ago, let me take you a little bit down memory lane. 
when we were on campus. Praise God. There was just a wild bunch of people who were so crazy, you were wondering, are they students or are they preachers? Did they come to school to study or they came to school to preach? <laughs> they were everywhere. No wonder the name of the church is now called Triumphant Everywhere. They have been everywhere. Better this though, this one. While we were, while we were busy reading, you know, they just came. Twelve midnight, they are coming into campus, and they have exam the next day. <laughs> just a wild bunch of people. Glory to God. Amen. Led by the manner that is going to be ministering to us today, God's servant. Glory to God. Glory to God. So they've been doing this thing since <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. He's a father to many. He's a father to many now. Birthed many sons and daughters in ministry. And we are so glad to have him here. I'm so glad to have him as my personal friend. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, 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 he's uh, the president of WAMI. WAMI has been since we were in school. So WAMI is not uh, yesterday. Eh? Some of us were not born. When WAMI... <laughs> Glory to God. World Ablaze Ministries International. He's uh, the pastor of triumphant churches everywhere, both in Nigeria and outside of the nation. And COVID locked him up in Canada for a year. <laughs> Glory to God. And he's right here with us, such a very busy man. And we really thank God. We are so glad that, that we could steal two of his days. When I told him you'll be coming for two days, we're like, ah, Pastor, let me again, you know. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, he is here. He's with us for two days. Two days. Please, let's welcome uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Albert Femi Oduwale <laughs> as he blesses us. Go ahead and give God some praise in this house. Give him praise. Give him glory. It's worthy. Hallelujah. Great Bill, are you blessed? Worship him. Bless him. Come on. I feel the scaring of the world. Hallelujah! Something God is about to happen tonight. Give it praise! Amen to Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I'm more excited than you have about being here tonight. Glory to God. Woo! Glory. It's my joy to be here tonight with my friends, Pastor Paul and Shadi Rutsua. Can we celebrate them? Hallelujah. Like he said, when we were in the uni, we were just crazy. He was the matured one. We were the crazy ones. Man, we were just, we were just crazy, you know. We were nominated for rustication three times for preaching the gospel. Not for smoking marijuana, not for being in cult, for confronting Kende uh, Okusaya, for telling us not to preach the gospel. 
And I said, I don't care who you are. You can't stop the preaching of the gospel. So we were nominated for rustication. Praise God. And I said, well, if they rusticate me for preaching the gospel, that's a testimony. Amen. <laughs> we were just crazy, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen to Jesus. And I'm excited to be here. Remember, I was preaching here one day, and Pastor Podju walked in. Podju Yimade was reminding me of that some time ago, you know. And uh, we've had some good time. I'm excited to be here. Thank God for you. I see some old faithful. Amen. Yeah. This generation is very funny. Broken Egan Jr. He said, this generation, they are not just charismatics. They are crucimatics. They cruise from one church and cruise to another and cruise. So when you meet them now, you have to be asking them, so where do you worship now? But when I go to a church and I see old faithfuls, I'm very excited. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This generation where somebody says, I'm getting married, you have to ask them, is it to the, old, the same person? Because people just change. But glory to God. Good to be here. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from my wife. She will have been here. But tomorrow evening, we are all staying. Reverend Victor, DMA, and Joe Praise at a major program, so she's got to be home. She's the pastor, you know. I'm the wanderer. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. When I meet people in church, and I say, oh, how are you doing? So you knew in church, you said, well, I'll be here for one year. I feel like, I say, oh, my God, what kind of a pastor am I? Hey, pastor Paul will lay hands on me tonight. I'll, I'll get better. Praise God. I'm here with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave pastors one of our churches, the Greek Center in Agbuwu, and Pastor Daniel Ujikiri. Praise God. You can be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm sure you've been having a very wonderful meeting since it started. Day six. Oh, my God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen to Jesus. I finished preaching in London. One woman came to me and said, wow. I love you so much, I wish I could take you home with me. I said, two problems, my wife will fight you, your husband will kill me. And I plan to live long. I said, it's not me, you need to take home with you, it's my materials, you need to take home with you. So I have a few of them here that will change your life. I love my spouse, but for about 30 years, people have said to me, you know, I love my husband, but I love my wife, but... So the question is, what do we do with the bot? I wrote here the story of a man that came home and carried his wife and started dancing. The wife was happy, the wife was elated, the wife was excited. The wife said, are you drunk? The man said, I'm not drunk. In fact, I'm coming from church. Ah, what did pastor preach? Did pastor preach about romance? The man said, no. But pastor commanded us to go home and carry our bodies with joy. So, so before your blessing becomes a burden, you might need this book. <laughs> Praise God. Solomon messed me up one morning. I was reading and he said, Woe to you when your princes eat in the morning. And I got annoyed. Wow. I love breakfast, especially the British breakfast. How can you say woo? Ah, over breakfast, bros. What's the problem? Then he said, The problem is not the breakfast, the problem is why and how and when they eat. He said, Don't eat it for drunkenness, eat it for strength. So I discovered that there is a how and when to eat breakfast. 
So I studied a thousand champions to write this mini book, Seven Things Champions Do Before Breakfast. There is a book here called I Still Do, written by my wife and I. Because some people that say I do, they're not saying I'm done. I'm done for, I'm done done. I'm not doing again. So I still do how to make love last forever. Yeah, I wrote the story of a man that woke up in the morning looking at his wedding certificate for five hours. The wife said, what are you looking for here? You have not found. The man said, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for the, for the expiry date. <laughs> but there is no expiry date in the wedding certificate. This one is called Surviving Betrayal. It's one of the products of the lockdown that Pastor talked about. While I was there, I was able to write a book. Surviving betrayal, not avoiding betrayal, but surviving it. You can't avoid it, but you can survive it. Jesus had 12. One of them betrayed him. You can't be more spiritual than Jesus. So betrayal is normal to lie. So the question is, how do I survive it? I wrote a book called Marimatics. Not mathematics, but Marimatics. The almighty formula for marrying right. I wrote in this book, if you marry right, you have a prayer partner. If you marry wrong, you have a prayer point. One thing is sure in your life, you will pray. But it's either you pray with a prayer partner or your partner becomes the prayer point. May God deliver you from prayer points. So 10 chapters that will change your life. Um, I mentioned this book in one church and the pastor's wife screamed the blood of Jesus. It's called The Prostitute's Approach to Business. And... Uh, <laughs> Interestingly, it's the favorite, my favorite book in Dubai and Qatar. Um, it's not me, it was Solomon also that stood by the window and saw a prostitute at work. And he saw 10 things that prostitute did that if you do it in your business, if you do it in your career, if you do it in your marriage, you do it in your ministry, you will get tremendous results. When God gave me the revelation, I now know why prostitutes don't do billboard, they don't do ad bill, they don't do radio advert, they don't do TV advert, they don't do complimentary card. But in every economic doom, they have a boom. The secret is here. My latest book is called Matrimony. Not matrimony, but matrimony. The young ladies in my church, they told me, they said, love is sweet, oh, but when money enter, oh, ah, you see, they say love is sweeter. So we need to learn how to manage uh, uh, romance with finance. So I wrote 10 chapters on how to manage. I, one of the chapters is till depth do us part. Because each generation is not there to its debt. Praise God. Are you ready tonight? How many minutes do I have, sir? One hour. Okay. I thought he said it tomorrow. I'll say it's okay. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just so excited tonight. Glory to God. What a team. Streams of joy. Shouts of joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, glory. I'm a shouter. Amen. God is not afraid of us shouting. One Nigerian man was praying in his British church in the UK where they were all white. And one white lady, sophisticated, went to her him and said, excuse me, God is not deaf. You don't need to shout like that. And the guy said, oh, yeah, it's not there, but it's also not nervous. He can handle my shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. He can handle my shout. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Psalm 46, verse 4 and verse 5. Psalm 46, verse 4 
and verse 5. Psalm 46, and we read verse 4, and we read verse 5. <laughs> there is a river. I said there is a river. I said there is a river. I said there is a river. And the streams thereof, they make glad the city of God. The only place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Then verse 5. He said, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Mumufti. <laughs> hey, glory to God. God shall help her. And that right. I love the way the Living Bible Translation put out. He said, there is a river of joy flowing through the city of our God. Streams of joy flowing through the cities of our God. The sacred home of God above all gods. Rivers of healing. God himself is living in that city. Therefore, he stands unmoved despite the turmoil everywhere. Turmoil everywhere. Unknown gunmen in the east, kidnappers in the south, hatsmen everywhere. When the midst of the turmoil in the city, because of the streams of joy that leads to shouts of joy, we cannot be moved. Then he said, We will not delay his help. <laughs> the help can be delayed. The help can be delayed. Oh, glory to God. The help can be delayed. The help, oh, there is somebody here. You are believing God for, for to meet an obligation financially. And it looks as if it's not coming. But I have a news for you. The help can be delayed. Huh? Before, before the time the help is coming. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise for the streams of joy. That leads to shouts of joy. Worry God you have. You never leave us stranded. You never leave us without streams. You never leave us without a shout. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. All over the Bible, there has always been streams of healing. One way or the other, there is something about streams or rivers that's got to do with healing that brings rejoicing to people. All over the Bible, I don't have time to talk about every one of them, but I'll mention a few. I remember there was one called River Jordan. And there was a man, he was a Naaman, he was a leper, he was a mighty man, he was a great man, he was a great warrior, but the Bible said he was a leper. And he would have remained a leper if not that the small girl, the house girl, woke up one day and said to the woman of the house, and said, if my master can just go down to my village, we've got a prophet there. And then the well man went and met the prophet, and the prophet gave him the most Awesome, horrific, terrible instruction. Go to River Jordan and just take a bath seven times. Oh, the Bible said Neymar was mad. Neymar looked at them and said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I told the man, we stand up. The man, we come out. The man, we stand up and shout. I said, if you know how to get healed, why are you not healed? <laughs> if you know the procedure and the process. And that's why some people don't get healed in church. They know what pastor ought to do. They know what pastor ought to do. Pastor should have. Pastor ought to. Why are you not a pastor then? Glory to God. 
So I know what this guy is meant to. He should have just come out. He should stand up. He should shout in the name of his God. But the guy just looked at him and said, go wash. <laughs> in 2 Kings 5, and verse 14 said, the guy dipped himself. He, he wouldn't have gone if not that the servant. You know, I've discovered something. The older I grow, the more I discover that if you listen to people that look to be beneath you, you get better results. People that have been to you. I'm preparing a message titled, Learning from Unexpected Sources. I was having a meeting with about 14 people this morning before I came. I've had two meetings before I came. One of them is with our ministers in training. And I told them, I said, some of my favorite people are people that are about to leave my church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that are about to walk out of my church. I invite them for lunch or I invite them to my office. And I say, and I'm not even here to beg you to stay, but you hold me to tell me why you're leaving. And I said, listen to me, why? I said, because if there is a reason why you're leaving and you don't tell me, uh, in one year, minimum of five, ten people will walk away for the same reason and God will hold you responsible. But if you tell me now, we can plug it. And you have nothing to fear, you're already going. The rest of people will know what you know, but they won't tell me they are still here. Did anybody get that wisdom? Because in church, we fight people that are living and they are meant to be our greatest ally to tell us what we are missing. Did anybody get that? Very interesting. And I discovered that with Nima, he was a servant that told the wife, let him go here. He was another servant that told him, when he wanted to walk away, and said, excuse me, my master, if the prophet had told you to do worse things, wouldn't you have done it? Yeah, River Jordan is dirty. But why not just go deep in seven times? You can clean up after. And sometimes things that bring healing is dirty. Yeah. And he went. And the Bible said in verse 14, as he came out, the Bible said he was clean like a baby. Rivers that heal. And then somebody said, well, that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, John chapter 9, we saw another one called Siloam. And this was even Jesus. Jesus said to him, go and wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which by interpretation called saint. And he went his way, therefore, and washed, and he came back sin. Jesus is very funny. He sent a blind man to go and find the pool called Siloam. He's blind. He can't see. That's why he needs help. Oh, did anybody get that? That is why you don't have money. God said, give. That's why you don't know enough revelation. God says, teach. Because he does not wait you for, oh God. God does not wait for you to have it all together before he tells you to do what he wants you to do. He told the blind, the guy told, I thought you healed me, then sent me. He said, no, I sent you first, then you come back seeing. God is very interested the way he does his things. And that is why if you don't understand God, you just wonder if God is not answering your prayers. And that is why some of us wonder if God does not answer prayer. God, give me table, give me chair. Give me table, give me chair. God says, say a tree beside you. I don't want tree, I want table, I want chair. Look at that tree. I don't want tree, I want table. God does not give table and chair, he gives trees. And wisdom to turn trees. <laughs> he said to the guy, go watch in Siloam. The guy went and as he came back, he was healed. But of all the rivers, don't let me go to all the rivers. My own favorite river was the Bethsaida. Because of all of them, it was the most certain. That if you can push and struggle, you can get healed. Jordan, there is no guarantee that you go back to, to swim there, you get nothing. Because you came by the instruction of the prophet. 
Siloam came by word of wisdom of the prophet, go and do this. But with Bethesda, you don't need any direct word. Just position yourself. I love the way it started in John chapter 5 and verse 1. The Bible said, after this, there was a feast. <laughs> I love that. After this, there was a feast. Give your neighbor a new ghost elbow and say, after this, um, there's going to be a feast. Uh, after this, uh, no money in my pocket. But after this, there is a feast. Nobody wants to marry me. But after this, there's going to be a feast. Things are not working right. But after this, there oh. yeah. <laughs> hey. There is an after this. He can't stop here. There is an after this. After this, I will dance a new dance. After this, I'll sing a new song. Don't judge me by now. There is an after this. That is why only a fool commits suicide. Because suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary situation. This too shall come to pass. If it come, it will come to pass. My account might look like FM stereo 93.5. But we soon look like somebody's phone number. Hey! Half the days. Half the days. Half the days. Jesus said there was a feast. Are you ready for the feast? Oh, the Bible said for the joy that was said before him. <laughs> he went through the cross. He didn't go to the cross. He went through the cross. And when he was at the cross, he was looking at the joy. He didn't see the nail. He didn't see the tongue. He saw what is after. After this. After this. After this. After this. That is a face. After this. After this, why are you rejoicing in tribulation after this? <laughs> hey! Why are you giving shout of joy in the midst of trouble after this? That is an after this, after this, after this. Oh, verse 2 said, there was in Jerusalem at the sheep a gate of a pole. He's called Bethsaida, having five porches of cars. Uh, uh, we all know that the, 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 the Hebrews, they have biblical numerics. They believe very strongly. Like Psalm 16 says in verse 2, it's every day speaking. Every number has a significance. One to them is the number of beginning. Two is the number of agreement. If two shall agree, three is the number of resurrection. The third day he rose. The third day Jonah was permitted. He said, the third day I will raise you up. Four is the number of balance. That might be why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gave balance to the gospel. And five is the number of grace. And six is the number of man. The sixth day man was created. And seven is the number of perfection. Go again seven times. And eight is the number of new beginning. And nine, the number of fruitfulness. Nine gifts of the spirit. Nine fruits of the spirit. The nine months a woman will deliver, and ten is the number of completion. That might be why when you count your fingers to ten, nothing else will count. And your robots will say, the party we may why have finished everything. Done completely. But five is the number of grace. And the Bible said they were there. The main, oh, I, I don't like that company. Oh my God. Look at verse three. Great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed. I don't like that. But we're all waiting for something. For the moving of the world. And for suppose an angel will come at a particular season and stir up the poor. And whosoever step into it, after the stirring of the water, was made whole. 
of whatever disease he has, irrespective of the problem. But the thing is, you must be sensitive to this turning. And that, that, that's how the gospel is. It does not matter that you go there first. <laughs> and that's the problem we have in church. I, I don't know what is happening in this church. I've been in this church before he came. Now, now, now he's more blessed. I've been in church before she came. And now they made that pastor. This is not civil service. This is God's service. It's not longevity. It's sensitivity. You say, and, and you know what is very funny? Is that he that jumps in after this year and gets healed. Every other person that joined in after gets wet. And we are not there to be wet, we are there to be healed. Did anybody get her? We are not there to be wet, we are there to be healed. But you've got to be sensitive. And the first person that jumped in, and verse 5, the guy looked at Jesus and said, you know, the problem is I have no man and there is a plague of no man. I tell you sincerely the truth. I've discovered that sometimes the reason why some people are on the same soul. You know, this guy was there 38 years. You won't imagine how terrible that is until you know that this time Jesus was 32 years. So when Jesus was born, he had been there six years. Did, did, did you get that? By the time they gave birth to Jesus, an angel announced the birthing of Jesus. The guy had been six, six years. And Jesus said, without be made whole. And you know, it could be very terrible because let's assume there was a standing of the water once a year that eight times he had congratulated other people. And he was still on the same spot. So by the time Jesus said, without be made whole, he wasn't thinking whole, he was bitter. So the problem is I have no man. And don't deceive yourself that you don't need men, you need men. I saw Psalm 17, verse 14, the early part. He said, men, which are your hand, O God? Go. So I describe when we are praying, God, show me your hand. God, show me your hand. The hand of God might be sitting beside you. Because men are the hand of God. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men, not angels. Men, give to your bosom. Luke 638. So sometimes the reason why we are not getting where heaven has released is that we are fighting the man that should bring it. Love work sometimes makes us up. One lady came to me in those days after a, a meeting and said, excuse me, sir, I just want you to pray for me. Uh, I have an interview on Monday. You know, we are, we are in the joke. We were quite small, sir. Oh, I said, oh, that's good. Let me pray with you. Then all of a sudden, before I pray, I said, where, where is the interview? Then she mentioned it. I said, you don't need much prayer. I said, go and look for brother so-and-so. He's most likely going to be on the interviewing panel tomorrow. He's your brother. Go talk to him. Ah, he said, I don't know him, sir. I said, follow me. So I showed. I said, look at that brother towards the door. That's him. Go talk to him. He said, ah, oh, ah, oh, help me talk to him, sir. Uh, what, what do you mean? He's your brother. Go talk to him. Oh. Uh, so I couldn't carry. So I called the guy. I said, come. Say this lady, she's going to be, you, you are conducting interview tomorrow in your, he said, yeah, your company. I said, this lady's going to be there. I just want to see what you can do. <laughs> he said, Reverend, this one won't pass. I said, why? <laughs> he said, we sat together today. And when you say touch your neighbor, mm. ah. I said, you have done mm to your job. <laughs> mm. 
See God. God made our seats beside the person that was going to interview her the next day. God did her. She messed it up. Because we're all in church, we're brother, we're sister, but you've got to be careful how you treat people. Because the person you're talking to, you don't know when you're going to see them. I preach a message of late. I call the miracle connection. All we know in Luke chapter 7 was that, well, there was a guy uh, who was sick. And then the, the, the boss uh, took the guy and then went to Jesus, the centurion. And Jesus so I spoke the word. And the guy was healed. That's all we see. But in between them, there were five connections. The Bible said the guy was sick and ready to die. But the centurion said, you can't die. May God give relationship to you that even when you want to die, they say you can't die. Amen. When you want to give up, they say you can't give up. When you say you are done, they say you are not done. When you say this is the end, they say it's just the end. But that guy did not even know what to do. Though The centurion did not want him to die, but it does not have the power to heal him. Then comes the ministry of the Akroku, the gossiper, that came to talk to the centurion and said, there's one guy called Jesus. If not for that information, this guy wouldn't know what to do. Then the, the man said, okay, so I know about Jesus, but I don't know him. Then the guy remembered that there are some Jews that wanted to build church. And they wrote me a letter, and I built the church for them. So he went to those Jews. And though those Jews don't like Jesus, they went to Jesus and said, excuse me, follow this guy, go and heal his boy. We don't like you, you don't like us, but don't come back here. If that boy is not healed... And Jesus must have been dumbfounded. They say, what? They say, yes, he loves us and builds us in our God. Go and heal the boy, my friend. <laughs> All you see there is value chain. The centurion that didn't want the boy to die is value. The Aproko that gave the information is value. The Jewish that are fighting on behalf of the guy with Jesus is value. So I have no man. One, one, one scripture that I've been praying of late is Amos chapter 7 verse 5. Give it to me. It's very, very interesting scripture. Amos chapter 7 verse 5. He said, by whom yakatele promoko yiga, by whom glory. He said, then I said, Lord, I beseech thee, by whom shall Jacob arise for his form? By whom shall Albert arise for I'm small? By whom shall triumphant nation arise? For we are small. By whom shall one may arise? For we are small. That is a prayer you need to pray. Because sometimes one person entering into your life turns everything around. Hey! One person. I don't know if you remember that were years ago they said banks will produce 250 billion, I think. How many of you remember? 25 billion, 25 billion. And some of them folded up. And some of them teamed together. At that time, they wanted to roof the, the new tent at Redemption Camp. And Geo came to the meeting and said, well, we need to roof this place. We need uh, 25 billion. So if God is leading you to drop anything, see my secretary. Then Geo came back and said, oh, stop. Oh, somebody said he has taken care of it. So one of their pastors was telling me, he said, do you know one man paid the 25 billion? I said, stop that bad grammar. <laughs> that's not one man, that's one man. 
is an is an is an insult to grammar. <laughs> that somebody gave twenty five billion that banks cannot afford. Is that calling one man? English language does not like that. That is, may God make you one man. One man. I said, I'm, I'm, he must not take that money from a Nigerian bank. Oh, because the bank will just close shop. <laughs> he said, me, brother, so, so and so took his money. So we are sorry, everybody. We are done. By whom shall Jacob arrive? Seeing that he's small. <laughs> I said all this, praise God. I'm not sorry what I'm talking about. I said all this to make you realize that what makes this Bethesda different was the fact that anybody could get healed. If you get sensitive enough to step in at the right time. Such a beautiful place. But the problem was Church history told us that that was the last guy that got healed there. Why? Because a year after Jesus died, an angel stopped coming. An angel stopped coming. Such a nice thing, such a nice place. How can that happen? Why did God do that? Because when Jesus died, the river changed location. Hey, hey, hey. He moved from a venue. He moved here. Oh, uh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to go to three people. Tell them the river is here. The, the, the river is here. Bethsaida is here. What you are looking for everywhere is here now. I carry Bethsaida here. The river is, Give God some praise. The river is here. The river is here. You don't need to wait for 38 years. I carry the river. When I move, the river is moving with me. When I go, the river goes with me. It's no longer in a location. It's now in a person. The river is... Glory to God. Bethesda used to be one place. Look at how many Bethesda is here now. Hallelujah. The river changed. The river relocated. Oh, glory. You know how sad it was that a year after, some people were still waiting for the angel. Two years after, waiting for the angel. Three years after, waiting for the angel, not knowing that the river shifts location. He moved from the pool. The streams that makes glad the city is here now. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And Jesus said that we have Sit down, sit down. <laughs> oh, I want you to look at yourself different tonight. As you are going home, Bethsaida is going. They don't need to wait for 38 years. So when you see the sick, you tell them I got you covered. 
That Petera. Yeah. The river. Oh, I said it to my wife. I said, the river is share. That is how we speak in Ibadan. We are not here in Lagos. The river is share. Share. The river is here. I'm telling you, it's here. You need to be conscious that you carry the river. People are still looking for Bethesda. But it's here. Jesus wanted, John chapter 7 verse 37. Give it to me. He, he, he told them actually. He said in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried. He didn't speak. He cried. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Don't go to Bethesda again. I'm carrying it. But look at the next verse. <laughs> verse 38. He said, and you, if you believe in me, as the scriptures are saying, out of your belly, shall flow. Shall flow. Shall flow. Shall flow. Rivers of living waters. Rivers that heal. Rivers that bless. Rivers that changes. Rivers that increase. Rivers that enlarge. Out of your belly shall flow. Rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, speaking of the spirit, that the believer on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. So he told them that that river there is not the real thing. I went there to make them realize that I am the moving river. And after me there will be many rivers. And out of their belly shall flow. One translation says, out of their belly shall flow torrents of living water. And I love the way Amplified put it. He said, if you believe in me, you cleave to trust, you rely on me. As the scripture said, from your innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. It's not once in a while. We don't wait for an angel. It's there continuously. Message translation, put it like this. He said, rivers of living waters will brim and spill. You know brim. Brim means it's to the brim. And when you put more water to a cup to the brim, as you are moving, it will spill over. <laughs> hey! Some of you need to spill over on your bus tomorrow, on Monday. You need to spill over on your land. Hey, I knew a guy like that. That got to walk. And the boss said, well, I don't know what to do, but I have to sack you. I don't like the way you behave in this office. And the guy said, yeah, it's okay, sir. But I've wanted to come and talk to you also. That God said, I should say to you, the way you treat your wife is no good. <laughs> Get it? Are you talking? He said, yes, sir. Because that is why you lost this one and that one up and down. Yeah, the man said, who told you? He said, God. The man looked at his wife said, pray for me. He said, boss, are you said, no, what did, I, uh, uh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Rivers. <laughs> Rivers. They introduced me to a guy in the East. They kidnapped his son. And the guy called him and said, well, I'm so, so, and so, I've um, kidnapped that. And what makes it very funny is that when they kidnap his son, some of his associates are giving him money. So he had 18 million that time. The guys were requesting for 20 million. So the guy called and said, yes, I'm the one that kidnapped your son. When are you bringing the money? Then the guy said, all of his sorry. 
out of his belly. He said, a maker. The son of a maker. What turned you to this? Hey, how did you know my name? Your mama used to pray. How you know me? He said, I didn't know you. God is telling me now that your mother was a prayer warrior. How did you turn to this? I give you three days. Bring my son or you die. He said, I'm bringing him tonight. Tonight. The guy made money. Out of the 18 million, only 8 million people collected, but the rest of them said you should keep it. I said to him, when will they kidnap the next one? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you are conscious of the water to the brim, Everywhere you go, it's spilling. <laughs> hey! You go to meet your future in-laws. It's spilling. I say, man, I love this one. She's a good wife material. You are spilling. To the brim, spilling. To the brim, spilling. Torrents of living waters. You are the moving Bethsaida. The, the, the passion translation said, believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you. Burst out. It can't be controlled. It can't be kept. I was in class in UI one time. The Bible said I can make melody. And I was making melody inside of me. You know, you know, I love the choir when they were singing. And I sing too. Yeah, I do. I don't sing soprano, I sing surprising. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even when I sing, even me, I'm surprised. <laughs> even the angels are surprised. My key is too sophisticated for these things. I sing Kikiu, is Kikiu here? But you can make melody in your heart unto the Lord. Glory to God. And I was doing it. And I didn't know. I didn't know what was showing on my face. And Dr. Bassi said, this one is drunk, oh. On Monday morning. <laughs> and, and he's right, I'm drunk. But not what it is. Not what he taught. Hey, hey. I preached a message once in a camp meeting. It's titled, I need to get drunk again tonight. And the crux of the message is as a non-believer, when life is overwhelming, I know what to do. I go mister. We gooder. The Bible said, them that tarry long at wine, they mix. Bible said so. They mix, they mingle. They are not going straight. They brew their own. So as I don't believe, I went out, I know what to do. And I became a believer. You didn't tell me what to do. But it's what I used to do then that you need to do now. But different kind of. Shayo International. Shayo Intercontinental. He said, you be not drunk with wine, we are in essence. But, so you drink another kind. 
another one. Glory to God. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And you know the, the early apostles just got it. They just, they just started carrying that streams of joy. That bad side. Because in those days, every time the angels tell it, there's so much joy in the city. There's so much shout in the city. Everybody is rejoicing. And so when he stopped, the angels stopped staring. People were annoyed with God. Why did God stop? But he didn't stop. That is what's happening now in this city. People are wondering why did God stop? It is you that's not releasing it. You are holding it. You are, you are, you are worse than people keeping palliative. Yes. You are holding people's palliative. You, you kept it. The early apostles were not like that. In Acts chapter 3, they were going to worship. They weren't going to heal. They were carrying the water to worship. Then they saw a guy at the gate called Beautiful that was not beautiful. His friends drop him there every day and come back to pick him. He's looking at Beautiful. He can't enter Beautiful. And the guy said, And all of a sudden, they felt compassion. And said, look on us. It's not pride. To say to them, look on us. The river is here. The river is here. The river is here. Look on us. Silver and gold, I have none. But such as I have. The streams of joy. Such as I have. I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up! And they pulled him up and the guy jumped and there was strength in his ankle. And you know that guy, he didn't wait to say thank you. He ran into where he had always wanted to go. And there was joy and rejoicing. If there is no joy and shouting around you, it's you that is withholding from the people. The streams that will bring the shout of joy. The streams of joy, there is a river that makes glass. The city of God. And that river resides in you. Glory to God. That was Acts chapter 3. Then in Acts chapter 5, verse 12. By the hands of the apostles, signs and wonders were wrought among the people. Oh, glory to God. Then verse 14. And the believers were more added to the Lord through them. Multitudes, both men and women. Then verse 15. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them. So they started calculating the Pythagoras theorem of the shadow of Peter. Say, where is the sun now? So, ah, Ibeko, Ekbon, Kurumbeya, Shadow, Nizimbeya, Eh, Woruni, Ah, Ibeko, Shadow, Afon, Ekbomabi, Ah, Oh, yeah, 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 We like to believe they were mystical. They weren't. They were meant to just be examples for us. That also carried the river. Doing what they did. And they put them on the road. And as they were going, they were getting healed. 
And if you think that was much, look at Acts chapter 9 and verse 32. You have to say, he came to pass. Peter went through all the parts of the country. He also came down to the saints that dwelt in Lydia. Then he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Arise, make your bed. And you know these guys were so bold. They were so bold they were not reasonable. Look at him. Eight and a half years, bed reading. And you told him to stop up now and make his bed. Ah, ah. Let somebody still make it for him. I mean, eight and a half years. They don't do gradual. They were so crazy about the streams they carry. They don't do gradual. Carry your bed. Your uh, eight and a half years, they've been carrying you. You think, if you think it's easy, carry him. Now, now, you know, if I was there, I would say, no, he just got healed. Uh, when I was coping my wife about um, 26, 27, 28 years ago, she was in Ife, I was in UI, you know, and I was coping her. At that time, anybody that invited me to Ife, I would go. <laughs> One day, Kerubi invited me. I went. Any reason to go is good. Any reason. So I was eating at a place called Fox and Fingers. I don't know if it's still there now. I was eating at Fox and Fingers. And before I went, I wanted to buy my food. One lady saw me with a muffler and said, this is nice. I said, thank you. And I wanted to eat my food and God said, see her dragging her leg. She was dragging her leg like this. She said, go pray for her. I said, no, don't disgrace me now. This is Fox and Fingers. We are eating here. God said, go pray for her. I said, after I finish eating, I will corner her. He said, go pray for her now. But why? But you see, if you know God, at that point in time, the fried rice started tracing, tracing, tasting like gravel. <laughs> so I dropped this pork and I went to her. I, and you know, you know, there is a confidence I have. I'm not as anointed as Pastor Paul. But I know what God told me. He said, you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So I'm not bothered if you don't recover. That's not my curriculum. Is <laughs> that you lay hands, you will recover. So I went to her. I said, I see you dragging your leg. Then she started slowly. Uh, it was actually a boil. Then it became, then they said, there's nothing they can do. The leg is getting paralyzed. I was, my food was getting cold. So I said, can I just pray for you? You know, you can see unbelief. <laughs> So I knelt and said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I speak healing to this leg now in the name of Jesus. Then I wanted to go. Say, no, tell her to eat the, the leg on the floor. I said, okay, can you eat the leg? Then she did like this. And that's how everybody started clapping forks and fingers. And they were asking if I've paid for my food. Why did I pay? <laughs> Boy, you carry that. It's here. Oh, how many more minutes do I have? One hour. <laughs> you, are, you are Nigeria eye neck. No, no, no. Please let me know. Let me know. Let me. Is anybody getting something out of this? 
Glory to God. Then in verse 36 of Acts chapter 9, at Joppa, there was a certain disciple called Tabitha, translated Dockers, full of good works, charitable deeds that she did. What happened in those days that she became sick and died? When they had watched her, they have watched her hair means they've embalmed her because these were the people that started embalming. They laid her in the upper chamber. They were doing wake-keep. People were passing by. And Peter arose and went with them. And when they had come, they got to the upper room. The widows were weeping. They were now showing the clothes she made for them. I think that was what affected Peter. That, and I like this one. And I have party on Thursday. So she can make something this beautiful. Ah! Verse 40. Peter put them all out. Get out all of you. And knelt down and prayed. And turning to the boat, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, when she saw the flowing living water, she stood up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called his saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa. And many believed in the Lord. Glory to God. How many more minutes do I have? Okay. Let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. One of the things this river does, not only does he heal the body, he also heals the mind. The church is missing a great opportunity in this generation. Gen Z's major problem now is not physical ailment. It's mental health. You need to understand the devil. Right now, they say this generation is living longer than any generation ever. Because there are so much advances in the medical world. So the devil moved from the body to the mind. You see people say, well, well, I, 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 I don't think I'm going to go to school again. My mental Bros, we didn't know mental health in school. <laughs> Lecturer, we abuse us, abuse our father. We go back. Eh, your supervisor will say, you are mad, you are crazy. You say, sorry, sir. <laughs> you say to somebody at work now, you, aren't, you are not serious. You say, the way he spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> we had question and answer in church last Tuesday. I love to do that occasionally. And I was telling them, one of the greatest challenges of our generation is that people that were not well parented are now parenting. They weren't well parented. They're now parents. So they're giving their kids shisha. They don't know better. It's terrible. We grew up reading eyes. <laughs> and, and reading tone. A visitor comes to your house and says, and you are looking at the visitor taking coke and, <laughs> and the visitor says, go and bring your cup. And you run to bring your cup and your mom looked at you. <laughs> the crave your sense, yes, your sense will come back. The test for the drink disappear. And the visitor will say, come and take now. Oh, mommy, 
Ah, are you the one telling her not to take her? Your mom say, ah, take it. <laughs> you know this is not English. Take. You know the meaning of take. Take. Hey. You say, no, ma. It's not mommy. I'm not taking. But you know, I started studying the word. And you see, this generation of sisters, they are giving people breakfast. You know breakfast? Last, last, all of us, we try breakfast. But do you know this river? Oh, breakfast means broken heart. What sisters give brothers? And in our days, when they give you, brothers give sisters. Uh, in our days, when you receive it, you dust it. It's only, eh? And you. <laughs> but this generation, eh? They gave one boy breakfast. Then they said, you go and bring his uh, nephew. He brought another children home, another child home. Which child did you bring? I didn't even look at his face. <laughs> But Psalm 147 verse 3, he said he heals the broken in heart and bind up their wounds. One translation said he bandaged their wounds. The passion translation said he heals the wounds of every shattered soul. This river you carry can heal shattered soul. It's not only headache and cancer. Mind issues. Yakatologo yigalaba. Let the river flow. 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 Stop stopping the flow of the river. He heals the broken other. Do you know, look for a thing. That was the first thing he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then to bring the gospel report. Then he said to heal the broken other. He does. How does he heal the broken heart? Through you. The river moves in here. Oh, glory to God. I met one guy on the flight like that. He started talking. So I don't believe in all these things, blah, blah, blah. So it's okay. And you know, when I'm flying long distance, I just pray in tongues. I'm that crazy. Sometimes I'm going to London. Virgin Atlantic is six hours. But I would deliberately buy Emirates. Six hours to Dubai, then six hours to London. Then I might have 12 hours of interrupted tongues or interrupted tongues. You know, the, the, the most stupid Christian is the one that says, I don't have time to pray. You don't have an excuse. You are no Muslim. You don't need water. You don't need to do abolition. What are you talking about? You are the only generation that can watch man, you, and Asna and be praying. Yakato, you go, no, hey, Yakato, hey, go, Yakato, like, so what is your excuse? 
you can drive in Lagos traffic, praying in tongues. I prayed all the way from Ibadan. Yeah! What are you talking about? After a while, the guy just said, hey, 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 I slept on. I said, yes, you did. You snore. He said, I don't sleep on a fly. I'm always agitated. I said, don't worry. You're sitting beside me. You sleep on this one. And he slept again. When he woke up the third time, he said, talk to me about that thing again. The river is flowing. Even on that level, the river flows. Hallelujah. People say, well, my, my kid is agitated. No, 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 no. When your kid sees me, we hug me. Oh, yeah. Ask them. When, as I'm walking in church, you see all the kids hugging me left, right, and center, giving me high five. The river draws people. I don't have too much. I wanted to show you Ezekiel 47. He said, wherever the river goes, there is life. Wherever. Wherever. It does not matter the color. Have lay hands on every kind of color. Wherever the river goes, there is healing. There is deliverance. Woo, glory to God. The river is here. Be conscious of your river. And you need to guide this river. That's why you don't walk in unbelief. You don't walk in malice. There is a river to be protected. Let the river flow. And the devil is very smart. The devil, will, if the devil knows your river can heal somebody at work, he will make that person to do things that will offend you. Because only you can stop the flow of the river. Because if it's to the brim, you remember, if it's spear. But you stop it because of offenses. And Jesus said offenses must come. When you see somebody offending you consistently at home, at work, there must be something in their life that needs your river. <laughs> Lack of understanding of that makes you to react. But you don't react, you release. You don't react, you release. I need to stop. Let me just say a few more things. Now notice that John chapter 5. The water is there, but nobody gets healed until the angel comes to stir it up. The water is now here, but see 2 Timothy 1.6. I can read it here, I can quote it, but I want you to see it. 2 Timothy 1.6. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you do what? That you do what? You stir it up. It's here. But just like there is a need for an angel to stir that, there is a need for you to stir this. So that you have not seen the effect of it in a long time does not mean it's not there. I did something in church once. I put sugar in a cup in front of everybody, put it on the pulpit as I was teaching. Then 30 minutes after, I said, did you see me put sugar in that thing? He said, yes, come taste it. Did you taste the sugar? No. But you saw me put it here. Yes. Is it that it's not there? It's, I don't know. It's there. It's there. I saw you put it. Then has another person. It's not there. But, but you saw me put it here. 
Then I took a spoon. Then I stirred. Then I stirred. The sugar is there. The healing is in you. Oh, glory to God. But you need to stir it up. How do I stir it up? A few things. Number one, acknowledge the river is here. Philemon verse 6 and 7. Oh, I love verse 6. We all know verse 6, but maybe we don't see verse 7. Philemon, he said that the communication of your faith will become effectual. You have to acknowledge every good thing that's in you, in Christ Jesus. What he said, you have to acknowledge the streams of joy in you. But look at verse 7. He said, that will lead to the child of joy in the city. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee. When you come, the saints are refreshed. When you come, the saints are refreshed. When you come, the saints are refreshed. I got to London one time and one of my daughters said, hey, Rev, you know, we know you like to stay in the hotel, but this time I can't stay in the hotel. You got to come stay in our house and all that and all that and all that. And I said, no, no, no. He said, no, you've got to come. And I was more annoyed when I got there. And I saw that their house, that they want me to stay, it was their bedroom. And I said, no, you sleep in your bedroom. He said, yeah, no, no, Reverend. It's a sign of honor. I didn't know they were believing God for a baby. When I left, joy came. That should be your lifestyle. That they meet you, joy comes. The streams of joy, you produce shouts of joy in them. Acknowledge that it's here. It's here. Wake up tomorrow morning and say, glory to God. It's here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The river is here. <laughs> the river is here. Hallelujah. When they say, your auntie is not feeling well. Oh, the river is here. The river is here. The river is here. You've got to acknowledge it. I was sharing a testimony, maybe a testimony in church some time ago. Years ago, I just finished secondary school preparing to go to UI. Then I went to spend some time with my grandma in Ijebode. And I got there, my grandma told me that my auntie is in the hospital. And I went to the hospital to see my auntie. And when I got there um, to take care of my auntie, God told me and said, look at that lady next door, uh, pray for her. And I said, What? Is this what I came for? My auntie. So I prayed for my auntie. The second day, pray for her. No. Third day, I tried the third day. People say, how are you doing? What's your name? She mentioned, last name is my last name. Who do interestingly from a Muslim family? I said, ah, she's even a Muslim. The fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, the seventh day, I was praying for my auntie. Nothing was happening. Then God said, pray for her. Then I turned to her and said, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I know you're a Muslim. I see your mom with all the thing and your dad with the thing, but I just feel I should pray for you if you don't mind. She said, I'm not a Muslim. I'm the only Christian in my family. And I've been on this bed now for three weeks, and nobody in church had come to visit me. And I've been praying, God, you sent somebody to come encourage me and pray for me. And nobody had come. I was not looking like a criminal. <laughs> I said, you actually sent somebody. How do you know? I, said, I prayed for her. 
the next day I got there, I asked my auntie where she was. My auntie said she was delivered instantly. Discharged to go home. And that same day, they discharged my auntie. Do you know sometimes that prayer you are praying for, that thing is not happening because you are not being the one you are meant to pray for. God must have said, you stay there until you do what I've sent you here to do. To bring joy and refresh the soul of your brother. That's what this river is for. It's not for pussy. It's not to say, oh, Akbarawa. <laughs> as much as we were very, 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 very anointed on campus, we were also a little bit immature. We just knock everybody down for no reason. Take it. Touch my shoe. There is power. But sincerely, that's not what it's meant for. Bro Hagen said something I will never forget. Bro Hagen said, when you are in a meeting and the power of God comes down, ask God, what is the purpose of this anointing? Is this healing? Is it to encourage the brethren? What, what's the purpose? So number one, acknowledge is there. Number two, act on it. Act on it. You know, Mark 16, 15 said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And his son shall follow them that believe him. And if they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and they drink any deadly thing. Shall know them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, one of the things that happened, I met a man that said for years he was praying. God, you said this sign shall follow me. I'm not seeing it. God, you said this sign shall follow me. I'm not seeing this sign. God, you said this sign shall follow me. I'm not seeing this sign. God, he said, God said to him one day, you didn't get it. I said, we follow you, not stand with you. If you stand, he stands now. It's when you move, he follows. So not only must you acknowledge, you need to act. As a young minister, I didn't understand why the anointing of God is there. But people don't get healed until I say there is somebody there. Why? Because the trigger is in the mouth. You've got to act. You've got to do something. That woman was very close to the garment of Jesus. And she didn't get healed. She said, but when I touch, that was the trigger point. Then verse 20 said, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, confirming. The word with signs following. Confirming the word with signs following. Confirming the word with signs following. And you say, these signs shall follow them that believe, not the apostles. Them that believe, not the apostles. Them that believe. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Follow them that believe. Follow them that believe. Was in a meeting in Lauren in those days. I just got married. And I, I mean, such a, such a powerful, anointed evening. People were getting healed. Then this lady came and shared a good testimony. She said she's had pain in her back. And while we're praying just now, the pain totally disappeared. And I said, for how long have you had the pain? And she said, all my life. I said, can you have pain all your life? She said, yes, because... One of my legs is shorter than the other. Oh, I said, that's what you should have said. She said, sit down there. I put her between Professor Logie, who was then the dean of the faculty of medicine. 
You know, you know, when you want to do something, you even be wise. Because he's a doctor beside, then my knee was. And I said, I'm going to pray right now, and the legs will grow. Of course, nobody was dozing again that all night. Everybody stood up to say, and I prayed, and I pulled, and the leg grew. When we got back to, I remember it's a circular hotel in Lauren. My new wife said, tell me, tell me what would have happened if it didn't happen. <laughs> the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. You just act and you see him act. You just move. That was why Smith what said in a meeting years ago that he thought it was an heresy. He got to a meeting and he said something very funny. He said, God, I hope you are not thinking you will not move today. <laughs> because you will move. I will make you move. I said, ah, is it, how can he say that he's talking to God like that? Because that is his river. That makes glad the city of God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Woo! Did you get blessed tonight? Can we stir up the river? <laughs> and you know something very interesting. Your river does not disturb my river. Can, can you imagine? No river does not disturb my river. Your river is your river. My river is my river. And with us, wherever I turn it. Hey, Put your hand in your tummy and stir it up. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Come on, come on. The nations are waiting. The nations are waiting. The nations are waiting. Cities need to drink of this river. Hallelujah. Yes. Where are the oceans? Where are the oceans? Where are the oceans? <laughs> I say, I say, there is a river. Yay! Let the city rejoice. Let the city be glad. You carry <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Ekatelaba, Ekatelaba, Baba, Yeketolo Promokoriga. Stir up the river, stir up the river, stir up, stir up, stir up. They've been waiting on your strength, they've been waiting around you. You have what it takes. Yes, come on. Hey, that is a river. There is a river. There is a river. You have it. 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 <laughs> hey! Glory to God. Stay it up. 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 Your family needs it. Your neighbors need it. They need it in your environment. Your friends need it. Stay it up. Stay it up. 
I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir it up. I I Dreams of joy, shouts of joy. Stay up, stay up. The world is waiting, the nations are waiting, the cities are waiting. Stay up. Let a river flow, out of your belly shall flow. Let the river flow, stop curtailing. The Batsena, let the river flow. The nations are weary. at me. Look at me. Pastor Paul, people wondered why I was crazy. Left uni, never walked. Went straight into ministry. What happened to me was I'll be sleeping in B12 Hall, and I'll be hearing wailing and groaning. And they will say, we've waited for you for a lifetime. When are you coming? What's keeping you? We're waiting for you. You've got a word of deliverance. We've waited for you for a lifetime. And they will be wailing and crying. I can't stop it. My final year, I started ministry. Not for glamour, but because I was hearing a wailing. Imagine the man, 38 years, waiting for the stirring of the water. There is somebody in your place of work now. Two years, three years. You want to relocate to America, but you have not been able to relocate because of that person. Because just like me, my auntie stayed in that hospital until I will be God. Next streets to yours. They have been waiting and they kept on saying, I have no man. And God is saying, I've sent a man. I've sent a man. I've sent a man. I've sent a man. But the man is distracted. You want to wear what not to wear. With wig or no wig. When for 38 years, they're waiting for the staring of the waters. The nations waiting. The river is here. For me, the reward of this convention is that next time I see you, you will have testimonies of what the river has done. Would the river healed? Would the river blessed? What the river has done? One lady came to our church. She had gallbladder. She wrote a testimony. 
She said, I used to feel terrible pain. But I came the first time, the pain reduced. The second time, it reduced more. It's over a period of six weeks. I went back for checkup. The thing now disappeared. Because in an atmosphere of the river, even where we don't pray for the sick, don't come to church with bitterness. Whatever Kekemarua did to you outside, leave it outside. Because we might just need your river in here. For somebody to have a shout of joy. Somebody give the Lord a shout in the house one more time. Glory. Hallelujah. I carry the river. Oh my God. Oh my God. Makes glad the city of God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank you for the word. My God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I hear the Lord say to me, Yakatele Promoko Yiga. There is so much sorrow in my city because the streams have not released to bring joy to my city. How many are waiting for Nigeria to play World Cup so that they can rejoice? But the rejoicing that this city needs does not come from World Cup. It comes from the release of the river. The city is waiting. Let loose that which I've put inside of you and let there be rejoicing in the city. For there is a river that makes glad this city of God set Give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you. Thank you. We go forth like a mighty army. We go forth. We are unstoppable. We go forth. <laughs> like a mighty army. My God. Yeah. This is our time to move. It's my time to move. It's our time to move. It's our time to move. It's our time to move. We're unstoppable. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you for the mighty word. Thank you for the word. Thank you for what you have brought up. Thank you for what you stirred up in us. 
Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Are you glad you came to church tonight? Come on, let's have a seat. Let's have a seat. Uh, Reverend Femi, thank you so much.